Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to welcome you to the first ever 19th hole podcast episode. I'm here with my co-host, Addison Stards, and we are excited to get this thing on the road, bro. Yeah, been looking forward to this for a while now. Excited to finally get it rolling. So let's see what happens. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically what's going to be happening on this podcast is a lot of, it's golf talk. I'd like to think of it as clubhouse talk. That's how I define this podcast. The purpose, the, the perfect clubhouse talk with the fellas after a round, a.k.a. the 19th hole. You know, right when you're texting your girlfriend or your wife, hey, honey, uh, I, we're, on the, we're on the, like, eighth hole, and you're in the clubhouse. That's what's happening right now. You're just talking golf, man. You're on your fourth round. Yeah. You text your girl. You text whoever. <laughs> You know, whoever you're responsible to text, say, hey, yeah, we're still on the front nine. Oh, we're on the front nine. Might be a while. I'm having a, it's a slow day out here. We're looking at a seven-hour round. And in reality, you're looking at seven more rounds of brews coming your yes. way. Yes, and you know what? That's a big possibility. And that's exactly what this is all about. So to get this started, obviously, we are right on the brink of major season. The most exciting time in golf, the summer, and to kick it off in beautiful April, perfect weather, we have the be- arguably, arguably, the best sports event of the year. I mean, if you're a golf fan, definitely. But, you know, I mean, either way, it's something to look forward to every year. It's magical. It's something you talk to your kids about. It's just beautiful. And let me tell you, as someone who's been to Augusta, bro, oh my God. It is absolutely gorgeous out there. I mean, when you take your first steps onto Augusta and you look around, I shed tears. Tears as an 18-year-old kid at a sporting event. Why? Because I got to watch the GOAT play a practice round with Justin Thomas and Freddie Couples. Dude, I haven't been, but I, I mean, it's got to be tears. I, I it's got to be tears. I think everybody needs to go. Like, I don't care, dude. If you're a golf fan, even if you think, well, yeah, it's really expensive, dude, save up some money for a while and just go to a practice round just so you can walk the course. Like, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter. I went Tuesday and Wednesday. I wasn't there for the tournament. Didn't get to see it, but I was there the week that Tiger Woods made his master's return. I was there. I stood there in Augusta. I watched him play practice rounds. It was awesome. You were there. I wouldn't trade it for the entire world. I went for my dad's 50th birthday. It was awesome. Yeah, so with that coming up, sadly, no tiger. Tears on another dude, level. Dude, again, again, tears. I mean, dude, it's been rough lately being a tiger fan because... I mean, the documentary kind of was just a kick to the groin. Did you watch that, the HBO I did. one? We did, yeah. My roommate and I watched it, and it was... My roommate's not a... He, he's a newcomer to the to golf... golf no. To just to golf in general. He got his first set of clubs for Christmas. Perfect. And so, love to see it. Yeah. You love to see it. Yeah, love to bring him on. But, you know, he and I went to the range over winter break a couple times, you know, getting the feel of it. Yeah. Brand new irons and stuff. So oh, it, yeah. that was cool. 
to you know get him swinging. It's always fun watching people. But yeah, so so he and I watched the documentary. It's like he he knows who Tiger is. He knows what the deal is and that type of thing. But it's like for me, I'm a little more in depth on on the golf community yeah. and you know mm-hmm. a little more knowledgeable on on Tiger and yeah. stuff like that. I, we've been there. Yeah, we've been watching him mm-hmm. for years. But yeah, the documentary was kind of wild. You know, Tiger, Tiger and Tiger's team kind of. Kind of took a little kick in the crotch on that deal. I really think it I, It almost felt like an attack. It was a little aggressive. It was, uh, it was overly aggressive for a documentary that made it seem like, oh, this is just an, your, another documentary on how great Tiger is, which I'm all about. But like, you know, I, ooh, it came out last year. It was like, oh, Return of the Roar. Return of the Roar. Great documentary. It went over just the recent wins Tiger had. And it was awesome. It was literally every second of it, it because I, I mean, it was awesome seeing Tiger return in like early 2018, and watching him slowly build because that's what it was about. It was him slowly building up his game, and then coming back and finally winning the Tour Championship. You know, kind of not the whole FedEx Cup, but winning the actual tournament. Yes. Right. And that was an awesome... I'll never forget it. I was driving, and I got the notification. Screamed, clapped. It was awesome. But, like, this documentary felt like a... I don't know. Just a huge blow to, like... To, for no reason, going back, and it's just like, let's talk about all the terrible things that Tiger's done. And, I mean, that's great and all, but, like, I've, I've, we've been there. We've been there already. Everybody lived it. Everybody remembers it. Like, me and my dad are such big Tiger fans. I've, I grew up with Tiger my whole life. Watching Tiger. Tiger's the reason that I play golf right now. I played since I, I've been playing golf since I was three years old, dude. And, like, I grew up watching him. You know, the 2008 uh, U.S. Open at Torrey Pines is my favorite golf tournament ever. Because he played with, like, borderline a broken leg. Just an incredible tournament, and, you know, that's what I grew up with, but my mom really hates him. Really? Really hates Tiger. Because of the, like, the divorce. Okay. I mean, which... And all the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yes, and all the other stuff. I remember, I remember the DUI, too. That was a kick to the freaking groin as well. Yeah. Not, not the greatest feeling there, seeing that. No, dude, and... uh, it's just been a frustrating long road because every time you think Tiger's there, other than this recent Masters, every time you think Tiger's right there to being like fully recovering and like being who, like finally maturing into this older Tiger that's got it all together, something happens. Something always happens. Whether that's the DUI, another back surgery, another injury, a divorce, another weird scandal that happened, and granted, the divorced in Vegas stuff was, I mean, I don't know. The recipe of him going to Vegas all the time with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley was never going to turn out well. Yeah, I mean, it was only a matter of time. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, I think everyone who knew him knew him was like, oh, yeah. this, I, Yeah, that's happening. It's going to blow up. But, like, it's still... And and that I, I the one thing I liked about that documentary is it went in depth about how like like how insane the media has been to him. 
Yeah, that was cool to see. I also yeah. I also liked how much we got to see of Earl. Yeah. I didn't know that much about his dad before the documentary. Mm-hmm. After, I feel like, you know, have a more complete picture. Yeah. I mean, it definitely... And the thing... Because I watched it with my mom and dad. And my my take on that... And this is what I've always known. These people... These goats, these people who are just so locked in, borderline robot, who do you think they're made by, bro? It's Navy dad. SEALs. They're dads. These dudes who are, as soon as their sons are born, they put it into them that they're going to be the best ever. And they go out there and they train every day. There's no breaks. And that's their whole life, man. I mean, I know, I know kids like that. It's, it's kind of sad to see. And they made it seem like a very bad thing. I mean, it's a brutal life, though. Oh, my God. Yes. It's brutal. Brutal. On the kid. Yes. I mean, watching that, and, and, you know, I've I've watched some of that. You know, growing up in the, like, DFW golf community, man, there's a ton of kids who go to play D1 and stuff like that. Oh, it's intense, for sure. Their whole life is golf, man. And that's great. But, like, you got to soak in a bit of the social stuff or else you won't turn out as, like, a normal person. Oh, no. You're, you're full-on robot. And you know, you know if, you're not, if you're not competing and doing the sport that you've been, quote, right. programmed mm-hmm. to do successfully and you Anytime find yourself you're not outside doing of that, that, you're just yeah. not going to be – it's you're not going to work. Something bad is eventually going to happen. And I think Tiger was the closest thing to perfection during that. But at the end of the day, he's human and he messed up. He ain't – granted a very big way but like here we are he's come back from it i think he's a better person i mean the greatest thing from that was when he came back and like he was just a totally different tiger especially after the back surgery and like all the other stuff and he came back in 2018 was talking with players and smiling and stuff like i went to the 2018 um pga championship the 100th one at bell reef because uh my grandparents live in St. Louis. So I went up there and I saw I saw the Thursday of the tournament. Okay. And it was it was awesome. I watched Tiger play with uh Brooks Kepka. Ooh. And it was awesome. And they were like, there's like you know, they were talking back and forth, like a little bit of smack and stuff, and like laughing about it and stuff. I'm like, dude. And I was talking to my grandpa, I was like, I oh the old tiger never would have done that. Oh yeah. He came back you would have stared it down. Completely different. Just, oh yeah. Smiling. I mean you could tell he'd matured. Tiger doesn't smile. No. He comes back, he's smiling. Mm-hmm. He's enjoying himself. And that's just better as a fan to see. Yeah. Because like this guy's an absolute you know, roller coaster. Yeah. He'd and been through so much and he came back. He's he's finally enjoying, yeah. you know, the the sport that he's dedicated his whole life. Yes. And and I think it took him so long to realize that. And I think a part of having kids is a big reason to that too. Like, man, what was that? I think it was like in late December, uh, maybe early December, that he played with uh, Charlie, and they did that little uh, father's father yeah, son. Yeah, the father like, son thing with PGC. Uh, it was tournament. with JT, wasn't it? Yeah, they played with JT and his dad. Yeah, yeah. And like that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I was yeah. telling my dad about it, and I was just kind of telling him, I was like, "Yeah, Tiger's playing with his kid, you know, versus JT and his dad, whatever." And and my dad asked me, he was like, "Oh, is Tiger being a dad, or is he being?" retro tiger and i was like yeah. oh he's gone total dad mode mm-hmm. you know smiling giving his kid fist bumps they're mm-hmm. wearing the the matching Same, the unis, matching yeah dude the matching you know? unis is cool yeah they got the matching the, unis so that that yeah. was really cool to see he's lifting his kid up when he uh-huh. drives the green or whatever puts him in an eagle look My or something God. like that 
So yeah. that that was really cool to see. But oh yeah, Charlie Woods could beat me any day of the week. I could play him in sixty four like holes of golf, and he'd he'd beat me still. Oh, he'd spank me up and down the course. Oh my goodness, that kid was so. The, the only bad thing that came out of that was people, like, a bunch of people put a bet on him winning a major championship by the age of 25. So, like, some people put, like, I think someone put, like, $100,000 on it. Oh, my. Yeah. Well, I'll backtrack for a second. Back to the documentary. It was interesting. You know, we Got talked it. about Jordan and Barkley and all the Vegas stuff. Yeah. I think the biggest blind side for me and probably some other people was we, we saw the last dance over quarantine or whatever. Yeah. And that was all about how... Like, hey, MJ is the GOAT, whatever. But we had, yeah, it was I think... Yeah, solidifying for, of like, yeah. this is why MJ's the GOAT. Right. And, and let's for, go look, take a look back at for, it. For the younger crowd, you know, we didn't actually get to see, see him. MJ. So we're yeah. watching history replayed. Yeah. The Tiger documentary is bringing up things that everyone who's still involved in the sport currently, yeah. and even people that are still younger but are golf fans, mm-hmm. they all know about it. Yeah, I know. So it's like we're, bringing, we're airing out this guy's dirty laundry which we already know. It's not that far behind us. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we, we already know this. We know what happened. We saw it. We're just, you know, getting more scandalous details about it. So I was like, you know, that was kind of unnecessary. I'd rather, oh, yeah. I would have rather had seen a last dance take on it and showing right? the accomplishments, showing the, the competitive edge. Exactly. All the things that made him who he is in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And it's like the last dance touched on some bad stuff. Very you can minor touch, things. You can you know? touch on this stuff because it's a part of his history. You can touch on it. But when you then make it kind of turn it, because it was a money grab. Oh, big time. But but they advertised it as Tiger's Last Dance documentary. And that's why I watched it. And I watched it all the way through, waiting for the happy ending. And I guess. I, I mean, guess the Masters, it like, it was a happy ending. But at the same time, like I'm saying, we had already seen it. It's in mm. our, it's still in our rearview mirror. This yeah. had just happened. Anybody who's a part of the sport, and really anybody who's a sports, sports fan, fan, knows about all. This. Knew it. They already knew it. They'd already seen it on TV. They'd seen all the highlights. They've seen the, you know, newspaper headings. Like we, we yeah. already knew it. In, in all, in all honesty, I found it disgusting. I, I, I totally. I mean, whatever. I, I, I'm not gonna ramble on it for too long because I'm a, like a total like just crazy tiger fan. <laughs> But like, I just thought that it was a it was a bad representation of an overall arcing story that ended with him being better. Yeah. And yes, there were some bumps along the way, but for the love of God, everybody's human. Yeah, they didn't portray it as what it was. No, they barely and so touched we got on blindsided. Yeah. But you know, I still I still watched every second I, of it. Yeah, I watched. I, we every all watched golf, it. We all watched it. We all talk about it. So it is what it is. They made it. We all yeah. watched it. I'm sure they made a bunch of money on it. So oh, yeah, you know, they made it. Whatever. A ton of money. But, they, they got the views. But yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is what it is. It really, it, yeah. And we're done with that. But, you know, it's frustrating to look back on. But here we are. Next up, who is... I want to hear your take on who do you have winning the Masters. All right, I've got uh, I got Justin Thomas, bro, and that's not that's not a terrible pick. But I feel like every time I want JT to really do well in a major, he always really disappoints. Yeah, I haven't. He hasn't been my guy in some of the more recent major seasons. Like I'm I'm yeah. a JT fan. Don't get me wrong. Ever who isn't right? If you're a golf fan, who isn't? Yeah. 
But when it comes down to it, he hasn't been, you know, my sole choice in the past. Mm -hmm. But this year, I'm feeling JT. Going into the players, I was all fired up about JT, and he got it done. So that looks better. Oh, he's looking good. Yeah. So that got me fired up. I'm riding the JT hype wave through the Masters. I want to see him get it done. Yep. But at the same time, my my pick originally was going to be John Rahm. Oh. And with, see, well, nah. he's got the, he's got the birth of his kid coming up. Oh, and he put out a tweet. Right. I don't know if you saw it. Mm-hmm. He tweeted out and he said, "If you're planning on, you know, throwing some money down on me winning this, you should reconsider because my wife is due, and if she goes into labor, he's leaving. So like middle of the round, oh, if, wow. he, if he gets the text or I whatever didn't know that. Wow. that like his wife is about to have his kid, like he's out. He's hopping on a plane. He's leaving. Good guy. Great cool. guy. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. Classic. Did you know weird? Weird fact for like a bunch of like small courses in DFW, he holds all like the uh, the course records at now. What? Yeah, he because he went and like stayed with like Dude Perfect for like a while, and then they really? played a bunch of local courses, and he just crushed, crushed all the records there. I did not know that. Yeah, so like a lot of like the local courses that you and me and know would know or like around the DFW area, like he holds the records now. We just, you know, pull up to the hometown course, and you, you see course? John Rahm's got the like, uh, the course record. You gotta be kidding me! That's crazy. But I, but if he pulled up, I'd be like, I'm watching. Can I watch it around, bro? Like I'd just walk with him. Oh yeah, that'd be so cool. Especially like seeing him play like the same holes that I played, bro. I'd be like, oh, I never thought of that. It's like, oh, you got you got an eagle here, yeah. I, yeah. I put up a little seven. It's yeah, whatever. I think I, I think I picked up on this hole actually. <laughs> It's just like, oh, man. Just to see him just totally crush, like, the, I don't know, 68 that was, like, the record there, and he goes out there and shoots, like, a 64 or something. Oh, yeah. You see him drive some Dumb green that, that you've gone OB, water, left, yeah, twice, and one, you know, uh-huh. just terrible. I'm like, oh, my God. But, yeah, to sum it up, I'm going JT. I'm riding the wave. I think, um, obviously, he had that audio thing earlier right. in the year, um, and then he had... Death of his grandpa, which was pretty, you know, brutal. Yeah, that was a hard hitter. Yeah, and, and it was I, it was I'm right just, after that other thing, so he he was just down bad. Yeah, had some had some stuff going on. He's had some bumps in a row, but it, oh, and the and the the slur thing. Did you hear? Did you read? That's about what I, that? Yeah, that's oh, what I was did you talking say about. That? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The audio they picked it up with the yeah, slur. That, that was that was tough. So that was you know, but not great. But the fact that he's still you know playing and still there is I'm. Whatever. Yeah, and I think I think the players win gives him that momentum, gives him the confidence because he hadn't looked himself since yeah. the slur, and especially you know I think I think he got the news that his grandpa died like on a Saturday night going into mm-hmm. a Sunday when he was competing. You know he was definitely still on the hunt at that point, and like yeah. his round fell apart the next day. But all that aside, I think JT has got the momentum going. Into the Masters, he's looking good. He's putting better than he has. His driver's fine in the fairway. I think he's got a very good shot, and he's my pick for the Masters. I believe it. Okay. What about you, though? My thing every year for the Masters is I have really cold takes for the Masters. Because anything can happen, and no, last year I would have not picked Tiger to win it. Or, I get no, two years ago. Whatever. But yeah... I mean, I knew DJ was going to win it at some point. Inevitably. But, like, ooh, this is a really cold take. I've got my top three. 
Are we going to three? Some people are not going to like this, but uh, I'm going to go with, I think Rory finally gets the Grand Slam. No way. I, I, I think he's been, dude, when he like lost in that first round of the Dell match play, he wouldn't hit like a thousand balls and then came out and like played stellar. I did see the uh, the interview clip after that round. Mm-hmm. He was pissed. And he was like, yeah, I went out and you know, smacked around 10 buckets or whatever. Yeah, I know. I think, he, I think he's... I don't know if he's mentally there, but I, I really hope for the... Because there's no Ricky. A Masters without Ricky sucks. Dude, yeah, we can get into that in a little bit. We'll talk about some Ricky stuff. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll get into that in a yeah, second. Yeah, we'll go back. Let's come back to Ricky. But my second sleeper pick, which I guess isn't like a sleeper. I mean, he's a super well-known golfer, hometown, bit of a hometown hero. Don't tell me you're going Spieth. Yeah. No way. I'm gonna choose because you want to know why? Jordan Spieth has looked so good over the past two months. He has. I mean, he has. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He can't do anything on Sundays. Granted, he's held the solo lead three times in like the previous like out of like the last seven tournaments or whatever it's been. Dude, Sundays and Spieth do not get along. No, not since the twelfth hole at the Masters. Falls apart. But 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 I think if he can, if there's any place that he's going to get back into Spieth, Spieth being Spieth. It's going to be the Masters. It would be the Masters, yeah. Because that's where he fell apart, and he just got to learn to conquer those demons. I think if he does, where his game's at right now, I mean, he's the best. He's one of the best putters of all time. Dude, the storyline is there. Yes. For him to recover and bring it all home. And that's why I think... So that would would be great. It's not... I mean, it's a cold take, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen in golf for sure, so... Yeah. Lastly, I've got, like, a tie between, like... Colin Morikawa okay. and Matthew Wolf. I mean, just like young kids who are always in the mix. Or I could see Xander Shoffley winning it as well. That guy is oh, when it comes to majors, bro. He's in every. He's in like at least the final always two pairings. Always in the hunt. Like it's incredible. I was talking about that the other day, and I was like, dude, I'm gonna look this up. And the dude has been in contention like of the last. I. I I could definitely be wrong, but he's. it always seems like he's in the mix. Always. Yeah, but that's that's about... I mean, uh, there's no, like, front runner for me. Okay. I think this Masters is totally up in the air. I mean, we could see somebody like Daniel Berger go out and win it. I mean, that guy... Dude, he's good. Too. He's, he's been, good. He's been heating up, for sure. Oh, yeah, he's good. And But... but I think this is anyone's Masters. There's no front runners. There's all. I don't think there's going to be a Brooks Kepka either. Yeah, I was about to ask. No. Do we have an update on Brooksy? I, I mean, know. he had the he had the knee the, thing, yeah, right? He's got a knee thing, and then it was a hand thing, and he withdrew a couple like two weeks ago. I I I don't know. I don't think he plays because he withdrew from the players. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, although at the same time, if if anyone's gonna you know, withdraw from something and then just come back out of nowhere for the Masters, it's yeah. going to be Kepka. No, yeah, because, no one else yeah, does that yeah, but him. Yeah, he loves majors, but at the same time, I just feel that, like, where Brooks is at right now, dude, he hasn't been playing, like, at all. Yeah, I mean, well, definitely he, he got not the a... win in um, Phoenix. Ooh. The waste management thing. I don't know. I'll have to look that Scottsdale, up. Scottsdale, maybe? I don't know. Well, no, it's, it's at TPC's. Ooh, I wanted to... Yeah, TBC Scottsdale. 
yeah. WGC. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or for the yeah waste management. Yeah, not WGC. Because he got uh, he got the dub there. He looked good. Well, he always looks good when he's playing and he's on. He's unstoppable. No one's gonna beat him. But like, with but when no he's Brooks, off, no I, Brooks, no Tiger. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be a weird Masters. I mean, I'm excited, and you know, DJ's the host, so God, we'll see how that goes. How non-entertaining that'll be, bro. They're gonna have you know chicken tenders for dinner, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know, bro. Or just like sandwiches. Yeah, that's it, man. I feel like with DJ, there's just not a lot going on up there sometimes. But at the same time, I love it. But but at the same time, I he's the it. smartest like golfer, other than Tiger. Like he has the highest golf intelligence out of like anybody. And when he's playing good, and you combine it with that, he doesn't lose either. I love me some DJ, man. He's awesome. But sometimes some of his interviews, I mean, he seems just like Dude, they're dazed. Ho- they're and hilarious, confused, bro. Oh, it's always funny. It's like he's baked or something. I don't know. Dude, yeah, he always looks like he's on some kind of drug. <laughs> I mean, there's a bunch of like memes out there with He's like, got yeah, I mean, he's definitely had some uh Oh, there's been like where he's got like some dip dip in his back right pocket and like him and Brooks like standing. Oh, next Brooks to each has other. got the dip for oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, they both do it. And, like, that's kind of funny, but it's, like, more than that, bro. Like, sometimes he just seems like, dude, he's not, nothing's going on up there. Dude, lights are on, but nobody's no, home. Nobody's home. Nobody's home when those yeah, interviews, bro. man. It's like, oh, what'd you guys say? Or he's just like, yeah, weather was tough, conditions were tough, and we went out there and we played. I mean, it's that's, like, like his, his yeah. same answer. Yeah. Like, yeah, DJ, that is what happened. That's what happened. That Everybody is what knows happened. that's what happened, so thank you. But, yeah. One of my funnier uh, DJ interview moments was mm-hmm. they did that uh, rule change with leaving the flag stick in or whatever. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, 2019. It was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's they asked about him because his brother's his caddy. And yeah. Like oh, like I don't remember his brother's name. AJ maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They're like, yeah. Did you did you tell your brother about the rule changes? And this is like, you know, an hour before his round or something like. Like, it, he's oh, about God. to play. Yeah. And he's like, no, I got a little, like, printout of the rule change. I'm going to give it to him when I tee off. And I'm like, dude. I'm the like, guy reads it, he's like, what? Dude, this is, like, half my job. Yeah. You give it to me as we tee off on the first? And yeah, DJ's it, probably like, well, you know. He's like, yeah, I had I had a marshal print it off for me or something. I I'm know. Like, I'm like, Don't dude, you got to be kidding me. God. Ridiculous. <laughs> Zero prep, bro. He named his boat No Worries, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, dude. Have you seen, the, I, there's, like, a video out there of, like, DJ just trolling on his boat in like Florida. He's just like seems so chill. <laughs> like he seems like I I would love to go out and just like spend a day on DJ's boat, do nothing. Just spend a day doing what DJ does. I want to know whatever DJ's doing something right, dude. He's got the wife. I mean, Paulina's. He's got Paulina. <laughs> Whoever's got Paulina is yeah. doing well. Well, he almost he almost slipped out of his hands there for a second. Did you not read about that? No. I think they were having some troubles or like they broke up or having something. Having some issues? There were some rumors that like Brooks had something to do with that. Oh, uh, well. Brooks would be the dude. And I don't think Brooks and like Jenna Sims have been dating for like so long. I don't know if they're like engaged. I don't think they are. I think it's just a long time girlfriend. That's <laughs> what it is. It's a long time girlfriend. <laughs> and the worst times is when she like goes to like try and kiss him and in tournaments, they just like. No. <laughs> just turns the yeah, chin. He's, like, know, he's, he's like, like, yeah, no. no. Not right now. No. Nah. Right the camera's now. on me. It's not happening. I know, but 
when Michelob Ultra commercials are on, he really turns it on, man. Turns on <laughs> a great boyfriend. Oh, man. Yeah, bro. Dude, the, the Ricky thing is genuinely a, a kick to the groin. Like, I was so sad to hear about that. And it, and it, and it, it, it granted, it, it makes sense because the dude has not really won anything. And he has, he's still majorless. Dude, he's in a, he's in a big slump, man. I mean, huge slump. Talk about Spieth was in a slump. Ricky is in just as big of a slump, like in my a opinion. Three year slump. It's I bad. think he, the last one he won was in Phoenix as well. He won there in like either 2019 or 2018, but dude, it's been a while. I don't know if he needs to bring back the handlebar stash yeah, or the or, flow. Or the flow or maybe the all orange. I don't know what or it the, is. the puka shell necklace. I don't yeah. know. Ricky needs to go back in time gotta, and figure out find, what's going on. He's got to find something. He's got to get, he's got to do something different because it seems like I've been watching the same Ricky Fowler golf where every time I get my hopes up to an enormous degree and think this, oh, this is the year. Like, Ricky's two back. He could do it on, like, Friday. And then Sunday comes and the dude is, like, eight over. Yeah, he puts up a 75 bomber. I know. And he's, he finishes, you know, 12 strokes off the leader. I just know. something terrible. I'm like, dude, come on now. And everybody seen. I mean, I would bet on. I used to bet on Ricky every freaking Masters because I'm like, oh, if Ricky's gonna win a major. It's gonna be the Masters, just because he always seems like he looks comfortable out there. But no, Ricky it just doesn't happen. Yeah, there's gonna be some. There's a lot of new guys, and it, like that, like my era of like when I really got into golf was like, or like you know, I'd I'd always been into golf, but like when I really really got into golf was like. The Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, like Ricky Fowler, like spring break crew, like golf. Yeah. Like yeah. they were the new guys. Oh, definitely. New guys in the block and like they were all winning tournaments left and right. And they, they were and, all like, so young. Like the, the social media presence was oh, there. Yeah. The interviews were awesome. The commercials were coming in. Yeah. Th that squad definitely. It's one of my favorites in golf. Dude, they're definitely just tied to a whole like. Memory, for yeah, a, lot of a, a whole not like a generation, but kind of like a whole class of, of golf golfers. fans, yeah, can yeah. definitely be linked to that, yeah. I think I am for sure. Oh, I'm definitely in that group, they're because they're, I mean, definitely in that group, awesome. And everybody roots with them, nobody roots against Jordan, JT, or Ricky, unless you're a freaking psychopath, unless you're a hater. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, no you can easily be a hater, but it's but. like, dude, we're OU guys, and we're still willing speed. Making the cut every every tournament. And Ricky. We're the yeah. two guys yeah. in that group. And, and and JT's an Alabama guy. Like all three schools that I despise. But like they're three of my favorite golfers. Every every tournament comes around and I'm like, dude, I'd love to see all three of them I know. make the cut here. And like they all I was watching some tournament a couple weeks ago. I don't remember which one. It was like, yeah, they're all staying together at whoever's beach house. Yeah. It's like they're they're, they're a squad. Friends. They're, they're all a squad. They hang out together. They're at each other's weddings. Yeah, you know, and they all have a good time and hang out like a bunch a year because they're at the same tournaments and they just go and hang out, man. Yeah, it's like that was every guy looks at that and goes, "That is my dream." Like late twenties golfing professionally, and you've got your own squad that you just hang out with and yeah. like of other professionals of other guys who are also. Probably the best in the game. Yeah, you're all elite. You guys all travel around the country and play golf. I yeah, mean, and I just can't. That, that's not really like happened that I know of before. Not that I can think of. Well, maybe not from like 
a childhood friend group. Obviously, those guys play on tour every year and start yeah. to become friends. But it's cool for them because they all kind of came in as like the same class. Yes. You know? Around then. Yeah. There's no like, draft class, but yeah. I mean, I like to think of like the new age of like those guys as like Matthew Wolf, Victor Hovland, and like Colin Marikawa, who all came on tour within the like, they all played their first tournament like together. And right. all those guys have been winning a lot as well. They're yeah. always in the mix. They're they're good. Dude, Colin. Colin's good. Colin is cold. And that man doesn't fold under pressure at all. Oh, no. He's got the clutch gene for sure. Yeah. I mean, I saw him miss that. Uh, I think it was at the Colonial, dude. Because I watched that. Because that was back in, like, dude, I mean, freaking Ju- June, July. Some, you know, dirt, like, borderline quarantine. So I was watching the Colonial. I mean, I used to go to that so i watched it but he had a putt in a playoff and he like missed it because he lipped out oh no but then he went and like won the you know the pga championship like either i think he did it was either pga championship no it was because it wasn't the u.s open because bryson got that no of course the shambo that's a great uh, transition right into yeah, something well, else i wanted to talk yeah, let's about let's move on with the shambo talk here listen I was an early DeChambeau guy. I was rocking with the old school cap. I was rocking with the sciency, same length clubs, weird putting stroke, and like, yeah, this guy's cool. And he seems like he's funny. And I, I'm not saying that he's not a good guy. I think he's a great guy. And I think he's actually like a pretty funny dude. But he went into quarantine looking like maybe a little thicker than me. Like, I mean, not, not like somebody would be like, oh, that guy works out. Not a professional athlete-looking guy. No. Um, and now he's a monster. Like, I thought Brooks Kepka was big, like, in 2018. Like, he looked like a linebacker. No. Bryson DeChambeau could play defensive end at, like, a D2 college. I mean, dude, I think he's scraping D1. He's, he's huge. Yeah, he's ginormous. I mean, he, his club head speed is, like, 153. That's correct. You know what? You know what the tour average is? Like one eighteen. Yeah, one twenty. I was gonna say. Yeah. What, dude? That is so. And to see him uh, go at the Arnold Palmer Invitational and drive it, carry the ball like three hundred and twenty yards. I was like, what? dude, dude, wild. There's gotta be something because in a mere six months, no, five months or less, probably borderline five months. The man went from. Your average tour golfer to an animal. What does that? I call steroids. I'm calling it. And it's going to be a big scandal in the tour. I think the tour doesn't want to do anything about it right now. Or maybe they're not getting tested for it or something because we never had this problem before. But we've got a borderline guy who is already a great tour golfer. But now he's become a world long drive like competition player as well. I mean, he's taking angles that no one's done before. He's destroying tour golf courses. They're having to make rules, rules for him. For him specifically. It was, I mean, crap. I think it was the players. It was, uh, yeah. I think it was the players. He was going to, you know, cut the water or whatever. I oh, don't no, know. that was the Arnold Palmer invitation. Was cause it? Because he, he did it twice. It was on okay. like six. And it's that big horseshoe. Yeah. And like he cut the gap and they made it so that the new rule was 
you can't go over like that far of a distance when it's like a hazard or out of bounds. Like you can't. Yeah, they're go they're over having that. to come up with a bunch of which, in my opinion, they're a bunch of BS. They're rules. BS. Like, rules. I don't like the rules. I don't either. But at the because, same time, I don't like the guy either. And like, yeah, I know. I know you said you started off. As a DeChambeau fan, you were into the analytics. You like the old and he's, school. And hat. he was an SMU guy, and he's in Dallas a lot. And like, I got buddies who played up there too. I and like from the start. I have. I mean, he seems like a good guy. Yeah, his interviews are all right. You know, I respect the grind There's and been the hustle. Times, though, but I've never from the start. I have not been a DeChambeau. Really, guy. I, I didn't like. And the I don't hat. blame you. I don't. I, I don't you. like the. Uh, I think he's over the top with. The mathematics and the anal- analytics super, and all the super. science of it, you know, yeah. like I respect it. Yeah, but at the same time, he's changing the game. He I, is. I get it, but at the same time, I think he's just—he's taking it. He's over the top with it, man. Like I don't—I don't want to hear about all the math you're doing. Yeah, it's very on odd. TV. Like yeah, it's—it's no. it's mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, and I just like, wanna, I'm eating. Yeah. I'm eating a burger. Like I don't want to hear about the commentators talking about the we don't formulas you've got in your yardage yeah, book. Like yeah, I don't yeah, care. No. Like, no. please don't pull a protractor out and have that come up on my TV. Yeah, that was dumb. Like, this is my escape from school. Yeah, this is my escape from You're life. bringing geometry back <laughs> into my golf. entertainment, and I yeah. don't need that. Yeah. I don't need it, Bryson, so please. I get I, I get that. My biggest thing is golf is, like, oh, when people do really unnecessary things that kind of annoy. Like, oh, my God, I hate Patrick Reed. I dis- I literally <laughs> despise that dude. I'll box him. I'll fight the guy. Dude, I think America hates Patrick Reed. And granted, he is hell Captain yeah. America, but I think we all hate him. Who the Who the hell named him Cap? Who gave him that? I Worst mean, yeah, he did. Ever. He did what? He did good in like one Ryder Cup. I don't care. The guy is a class A like just doucher. Oh yeah, let's throw out the douchebag on Patrick Reed. Yeah, Patrick I Reed mean, is a douchebag. And and like. Oh God! The worst was not only does he cheat and improve the ball of his like the lie of his ball, and he's done that multiple times. Oh, he says it's plugged. Yeah, pulls Shut it out, up, bro. Know. It's tour. I don't care if it's plugged. I want to see how you do in this situation because, yeah, I'm pulling it out, but I suck. Yeah, you I'm are not a on t- tour. You are a tour player who just won the Masters. You're telling me you can't play with a plugged ball, and he just casually rubs his like. Wedge underneath it, and after, literally the marshal goes, "Uh, sir, hello. Yeah, what are you doing? Golf. We're playing golf. You can't improve your life." I the love outrage. The, after I that love the video so of him in the bunker. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, when he's moving the sand behind his ball. Uh, yeah. Or are you talking yes. about when it's plugged in the fairway? Oh no, I'm talking about the sand behind. Okay, the ball. yeah, yeah. Not, but, but but that was also like super. I mean, it was uh. Sunny side A or whatever you called it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what you call, it, but it was. I mean, it, it was a bad lie as well. Right. But like, there's nothing you can do about it. That's golf. He's he's taking his you know sixty degree or sandwich whatever whatever it was. He's out yeah. there shoveling sand around oh in the God. bunker. Yes. Just ridiculous. I mean, and have you seen the video where like the, uh, it's like him. He's like behind a bunker, and there's this camera crew on him because he's in contention. And, like, the guy's, like, uh, reaching for his phone, so he, like, jiggled some change. And Reed literally stops mid-swing, looks at him and his caddy, and both of them are like, you need to get out of here. Oh, yeah, they kicked him like, out. Like, you need to leave. Yeah. We're like, we're not having any of that. And I was like, dude, dude, it's change. 
Are you telling me people walk by you, yell at you, especially if you're Patrick baby. Reed? Such a baby. He is a He's baby a about snowflake. it. And like the whole thing with like Jordan Spieth and him when they had major beef too, and like Spieth didn't like give him up. He didn't shake his hand after their round. And Reed called him like some names and stuff and was like, I have no respect for the guy, like that kind of thing. It's like, I I, I hate you. I hate you. Oh have my you, god. Have you seen the uh, the Patrick Reed allegedly, I don't know if it's real, but they're pretty freaking hilarious. The Patrick Reed burner accounts on Twitter. Oh yeah, I've seen him where he where he comments on stuff and he's like, he even comments to like like random people were out here making like stupid comments. Yeah, it's about like it's him. like guys like you and I are on I there, you know, throwing shade on his Twitter. I know. We're like, he he switches accounts to the burner, starts replying, know, replying to like to twenty him, different like, guys on well, Twitter. Well, Patrick Reed is actually mm, the statistically the best player on tour, and and it's like, well, Patrick Reed actually won a Masters and you didn't. Yeah, and it's he's like just this, pulling out this. You and know, it's to like Joe BS plays golf middle twenty five beef. You know, I know it's like, yeah, it's like you're a child, man. You're an absolute child. You quote me on that. Dislike that dude. Dude, that guy stinks. That, that guy stinks. Patrick Reed stinks. He, oh, 2018 Masters was rough one. I was mad. Was I was rough. not happy to see him win. That was so. T- I think all of America has PTSD from that day. Patrick, nobody likes you, man. No, and it was terrible to see you win, and it's terrible to see you win every time. Which is terrible. I'm sure it's a bad thing for me to say, but. You're possibly one of the most unlikable sports icons I know of. Dude, he's such a douchebag when I he know. holds up his trophies every time, too. I know. He just looks like the most... You know what he looks like? Overfed, smug-looking guy on the green. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I just I just hate him. I hate him. My dad called him the Michelin Man. <laughs> he's a little tubby, <laughs> he's yeah. He's a little tubby guy. He got a little, he got a little poundage on I, him. You know what? And I will say this. Despite all the hate, the dude is good. If he would just keep his freaking mouth shut and not act like a baby, I'd probably love him. Yeah, but he's a freaking... He's a doucher. He's a douchebag. Yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, and so now, after all the complaining, I was going to kind of go into just a little short little segment about uh, our own golf experiences. Yeah, why not? Why not? Because we're talking about the game, man, and uh, I mean, just recently we went out and practiced for a scramble. We got a little... Scramble tournament coming up. Got a little tourney coming up. Some competitive golf getting back into it, man. I'm kind of pumped. Dude, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. So, dude, I'm coming yeah. back from like a long weekend to go to this, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm pumped. We're coming back from Easter. Yeah. I'm, I'll come back to Easter to play some golf, man, any day of the week. But, uh, yeah, to explain it, we got, uh, we're planning a four-man scramble. Mm-hmm. In like a week, something like that. It's like a charity scramble. Yeah, it's it's all for charity. It's for Relay for Life, which does uh, fundraising for cancer awareness. Playing golf for a great cause with your buddies. So we're playing. We're playing in that. It's at Jimmy Austin, which is uh, OU's home course. So that's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be awesome, but it's going to be a monster for us. It's going to be hard. It's like I've never played there, but I'm fired up, man. We got we got a free lunch. We got a free round. Free lunch, free round. Playing for charity and. There's a bunch of other competitions too, like long drive. I'm gonna, yeah, they got closest to the pin. I mean, I've been, I've been, Addison can attest to this, bro. I've been kind of launching the ball lately. Oh, you've been cooking them off the tee for sure. Like I, when I get a hold of it and make pretty solid contact, dude, that's going like at least 310 yards. Oh yeah, you get a good bounce, get oh, a little yeah. rollout on it. Especially I mean, if the wind's behind me, I'll go, I'll carry it like 305, just like crazy 
I mean, I think it's a combination of like the gym and just getting. Dude, I think like you're on the. Around, I think you're on the Deshambo roids. I think we're I, gonna have to get I, you yeah, tested here. I know. Maybe I will be. Tested you don't. You don't tone it down. Yeah. You're gonna get us in trouble. We're, gonna, we're gonna get DQ'd. We're gonna get DQ'd from the charity <laughs> tournament, man. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be hilarious. But you know, some some guys out there. I mean, what we we played a terrible course the other day, and we only shot like three unders a three man scramble. Yeah, that was a little tough. <laughs> but but we came back and like we eagled seventeen and then birdied eighteen. It's like oh okay yeah. Like, yeah, yeah right, we're, we're up on that uh, on we're that gonna thought, be okay. We'll be alright. Yeah. But like you know, some guys are gonna come out there and shoot a you know, freaking like 62. Yeah, there will be some scratch guys out there yeah, for sure. No, but, you know, I think for fun. the vibes are going to be there. It's for charity. It's going to be a good time. No one's going to have more fun than we will. No, so uh-uh. at the end of the Not day, all. That's, all, that's all that really counts. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. Also, so you, you worked at like at, at a golf course for a long, like Fire Mound. Yeah, so yeah. I worked at two courses through. Club Corp? Um, Is Bridalwood? Club Corp? It, it might have been at the very beginning, and then when I was there, they went through an ownership change. Oh. And it was the same people that owned Cowboys that bought it. Oh. So I worked, okay. at, I worked at Bridalwood for 11 months and 28 days. Oh, Lord. And then I got fired three days before my year. So that was great. Dang. Took, Almost. Took my, uh, took my talents over to Lantana, which was a <laughs> private course. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've got experience. Yeah, so you know, went went for the upgrade, went from public course to private course at Lantana Country Club. Which, fun fact, the OU women's team is playing there right now. Or no, they oh, just finished. They, have it? they oh, just they finished. Have a tournament on there. Yeah. Wow. They yeah. played at Lantana. They finished top five. So shout out. It's always a great the time when the NCAA comes into town. Yeah. So I worked at uh, Lantana for about another year after that. So yeah. definitely been around on the. Uh, you know the organization side of the of the course, which is brutal. But yeah, if you're in high sense. school, man, absolutely recommend it. That yeah, was a no, great job. Fun. I mean, I, I I played friggin' four years of high school golf. I've had my shares of. I played all over the place, man. I mean, it was it's an experience I wouldn't trade for the world. Do I miss? I, I miss competitive golf, but I don't miss competitive golf. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Because I was really bad. I mean, I was really bad freshman year, like hundreds. And then I got it toned down to like, you know, like 80s senior year after all that. And like, I went to a state championship and it was fun. We were never good enough to win anything. And we made our run senior year, but just not enough like great players. But like, I didn't get really good at golf until I stopped caring. Oh yeah, you gotta be. Care- I mean, maybe Dude. that's the DJ secret. I think it is. He I goes out there and he doesn't care. I'm gonna sprinkle a little DJ to DJ magic for everybody. Yeah, the- yeah. Just don't care. Like, just go out there. Every time I go out there with my buddies and we, you know, play like little two v two scramble or like we all just go out there and play and like see how it is. Like every time I have fun and I play really well. But like, I mean, I I I genuinely think that that is the total secret of golf because golf is one big mind game. Everybody who has ever even picked up a golf club knows that, oh, man, this sport is sucks. I mean, yeah. I bro- I've, I've snapped a seven iron over my leg. I've, I've broken a driver over my neck, man. I mean, every, everybody's had days like that. But it, once gets, you, it gets brutal out oh, there. Oh, dude, For some sure. days are, especially in competitive golf when you're playing with, like, other kids, dude. 
get a little smack talk cooking. You oh, know, yeah. Tensions are, tensions are getting fair, high. Especially when you play, like, rivals and stuff. Dude. Oh, yeah. You're playing you're playing the Crosstown rival. It's getting Jeez. intense. People are chirping on the tee box. Chirping mid-swing. Oh, big time. I've, I've wanted to swing on guys mid-golf <laughs> tournaments, dude. And people think of that as, like, what? They're like, dude, it gets intense out there. Oh, yeah. It's a mind game. People get fired up. Oh, yeah. But for me, it was cool because the... Well, really, both the courses I worked at, I got to become close with a lot of the guys on our golf team. Like, I wasn't a golfer in high school. Mm-hmm. I just happened to work at the course. Right. So it was like, I got a, you know, I got a set of, the first clubs I got were from a thrift shop. So nice. I, like, I got, the, Love it. got the thrift shop clubs. Nice. And it's like, I'm going out with the guys that are like on the team in high school. Oh, so I'm, yeah. I'm going out and messing around with them. But that was pretty cool because I got to hang out with them and like, I, I'd watch them play. And I went to one of their tournaments. It was cool. There's so I kind of got to see uh, both sides of, you know, because I was the the average Joe golfer for sure. And then I was hanging out with these, you know, D2, one or two maybe D1 commits, hanging out with those guys at the same time. So that was yeah, kind of cool fun. to get both yeah. sides of the experience. You really do. And that, that sums up high school golf. You play with some really god-awful people, and then you play with dudes where you're like, how are you not on the tour, man? I mean, you hit every green in regulation – and you're sinking 30-footers, making me look like an absolute fool. And I picked up a club when I was three years old, and I still got this stupid game figured out. And granted, I didn't put in that much time. I practiced, like, twice, three times a week. And, like, that was only in, like, Dude, the spring. Dude, that's just golf, man. Yeah. I, I've seen guys come in and six months into their game. Their from, natural from, talent. Yeah. yeah. Their, Sometimes the Their 10 strokes there. better than me. Yes. You know, it's crazy. just crazy. Some yeah, some dudes just have it, and some some people will never have it. I but may I may never find it. We'll even see. If, <laughs> even if the the great thing about golf is even if you never find it, I think golf is just an escape to go have fun with your friends and like, I mean, just go out there, have a ball, and everybody has good shots too. I don't care how bad you are, dude. Oh, I've seen some terrible seen, guys have I've amazing, amazing shots. days. Oh, a- yeah. a- amazing days and amazing shots. I mean, I've. I'm not great. I'm. A, I think I'm slightly better than the average golfer. Yeah, I'd say so. For I sure. mean, like low 80s, like very high 70s is like. I would say amateur. I'm like an amateur golfer. Yeah. But like my lord, I've played with some awful people, and I've seen them pull off the craziest shots that should never happen, but they do because it's golf, and that's what it's addicting. You live for like the oh, you chase rush. the feeling. Oh you chase my the feeling. god! It's literally it's a drug. It golf is a drug. <laughs> it's a drug, and I have a love hate relationship with it. Oh man, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it so much, but like I can double a hole and just be like, "What, dude? I just went water from the tee, got up there, and like two three putted or something, and like what the hell just happened?" And then the very next hole, dude. Next hole, I mean, bomb a drive. Wedge within, put it within two feet, and then one putt, and it's like I'm okay. Where was that? Oh yeah, you'll you'll stick it, you know. Oh yeah, eighteen inches or something off the pin. I know. That's just a great feeling. Have you have you hold out before from yeah. like a good distance? Yeah, I hold out from ninety eight yards. I will never forget it. I was actually with like one of my buddies, and we were playing like one of our own little matches. Thank God I wasn't alone. But, oh like, it's yeah, not like because a you gotta have people like, see it. But like it literally, I mean, I, it was a oh my. God, it was a great 56 degree. I mean, hit like a 3-4 shot, dude. And really, like, 
ball, then ground. And I was like, oh my God, that's going to spin right back. And I was playing it off the ridge and it spun back right into the hole. I mean, it was like, I was like, I'm, I should be on tour. I really should. I mean, and that's, dude, and that those are the shots that you're like, that was just, you know, you dude, throw that, the that's club, a, you jump that's up That's a great and down. distance, too. Because oh, that's awesome. That's just freaking electric. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're screaming in the middle of the fairway. Because at that point, you're freaking hot. If you're within 100 yards and you hole out, I think, yeah, it's a lot of luck, but it's a lot of skill because 100 yards and in is where most golfers really struggle. Yeah. I, a because lot it's of a lot of touch. There. It's a lot of touch. I've hold out from, it was probably only, you know, 35 ish. Uh-huh. It was off. Like, there was the green, and I was down on the right because, obviously, sliced the iron approach. Right. Classic move. But I hold out and ended up with the bird, so that was freaking sweet, you know, chasing that feeling. Yeah. But, yeah, golf is the ultimate high and low sport because it will it will humble you oh, yeah. to your core. It's like and life, then man. another time, you will sink a 30-foot putt. And be like, oh, and I love this game. It'll get you hype, man. I know. Love it. Still no hole in one though. Still, still chasing, still chasing it. it. I'm still chasing it. I'm still chasing. I've been in the chase for 17 years. Am I still chasing? Yes. Have I come unbelievably close? One day it was really rainy. I was it was mud ball out there, but I was on the course anyway. Hit a beautiful seven iron from like 165 out. Peered it. Little baby draw right into it. I thought it went in the hole because it just dropped and I didn't see it on the green. Come up there. It's plugged in the green, like within a foot. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's just great, man. And I've I've just come so close so many times, but, you know, it's just the hardest thing to do, dude. Dude, the closest I've had was no more than eight inches. And I thought it was going to roll up. It didn't. It it got hung. And I was with my buddies. Mm -hmm. And we went up there, and, you know, they're they're talking all this trash. Because, like, I was the one out of our group that, like, played a little bit more than them. They're like, like, hey, I bet you missed this. And I'm going up there. Two putted for par. Oh, dude. Terrible. You missed the eight incher? Oh, I missed it. Oh, good night, dude. Push it straight right. I used to do all like that, like all the time. It, it wasn't until like I got like recently more confident in my stroke, but like I play against like my buddy all the time. Like we've been playing golf together for like six years now. And so we've always like played against each other. And he's always been better than me up until recently. And like he always knew how to get in my head and like win every time. But now I'm sinking those putts, and to beat him, bro, was possibly the greatest feeling ever. God, because it, I mean, it gets intense, because, you know, there's money on the line. Of course you play for money now. Oh, yeah, but you're playing for pride, too. You're playing for freaking pride, yeah, especially. Yeah, man. But yeah, I think, I think that about sums up everything. Yeah, man, I think covered everything we wanted. Got yeah. a little background on our own golf. Yeah. Good stuff, but just yeah. Just a little, it's a, it's a little baby step. We're taking a step in the old big swimming pool of this podcast, <laughs> and uh, I think it's going to be a really fun ride, man. We're going to look to have like some guests on here and really see what what happens. Yeah, I'm pumped up about it. Right in time for major season. Right in time for major season, Can't baby. believe it. The, the content mean, is going to be there, man. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely, we'll definitely be here uh, for a post-majors podcast and talk all about it. I mean... Lord knows I'll watch every second of that. Absolutely. Talk about that. That's going to be a ride. I bet this is one of the most interesting Masters I've ever seen. I'm betting on it right now. I mean, we're the last Masters was just, what, five months ago? Less. Yeah, it was in November. Yeah. I mean, and so we're talking about a Masters that is just now right after. We got a lot of big players out, and it's going to be fun, dude. 
to be fun. I'm excited to talk about it. Can't wait. I'm excited for the future of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we will see you next episode.